Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. So there is a rumor out that there will be one more Tiger King episode to really close the loop. Uh, uh, do we know anything about what what this episode is going to focus on? Not really. I mean, like Jeff Lowe, the dude who looks like short David Morse, uh, he like in a cameo video like revealed that there was something coming up. Netflix has neither confirmed nor denied, but it seems possible and it's weird because like a lot of this information like broke on justin turner's wife's pod justin turner who plays for the dodgers his uh, wife has a podcast i don't know like it the the all chain right, of information is all story over the place. <laughs> at all anymore this well it's the- in like but all the you know like deadline everyone's been talking about it because of this and i think right, a lot of it has to do with the starved. fact that net Netflix didn't un it wasn't unequivocal on being like, no, that's that's a fucking joke or a lie. But I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know what itch you could scratch at this point with another episode of this. Yeah. We certainly don't need another yeah, one. I, I didn't follow it to the end, so I don't know what happens, but I feel like um I, I don't know. I feel like people have almost already forgotten about it. We're already at that point. So they gotta hurry up if they Right. They want to get it in there. Yeah. I mean, I think this could be an example of what we were talking about, where after you watch a movie, if you want to like find more information on it, like you have to create more information on it. And so uh, <laughs> because the world is starved for more information on Tiger King, they're like, there's going to be another episode. And Jeff Lowe, sure enough, like the guy who is the in a in a show that is about just unbelievably like dishonest <laughs> just shady yeah. characters is the most shady dishonest character of them all <laughs> he's our source for this piece of information <laughs> we're all like yep yeah i'll buy it yeah, i don't know yeah that's why, i don't know yeah. man take take everything out of jeff lowe's mouth with a grain of salt but yeah that's why for yeah. me i'm like even if I'm not overly invested in it. The only thing I'm interested about Tiger King is if if uh, David Spade will play him. Uh, Joe Exotic. Yeah. <laughs> take everything out of Jeff Lowe's mouth uh, with a grain of salt, but take what is on top of his head as a fashion instruction. I don't know if you guys want to talk about the fact that I'm rocking the bandana with a uh, baseball trucker cap hat. look. But yeah. yeah, with trucker hat. But that is my new look. Uh, I'm yeah, to dude, it that that gold cross dangle earring that you have is also fucking <laughs> legit, dude. <laughs> fucking dope. All right, let's talk about high school students. Uh, I saw yeah. some r- riding around my neighborhood on uh, <laughs> bird scooters the other day. <laughs> uh, yes, what? on Sunday. That sentence. <laughs> Just, Let's talk about I, high schoolers. I, I saw a couple of them. I seen some. I seen some. I seen them. They're on the I TikToks. Uh, no, but you know they know that they're not supposed to be hanging out together. But they probably like I. I feel like I can forgive uh, teenagers more than any other type of person for breaking the 
social guidances that we've been given. Yeah. Yeah, their brains are not that I recommend it. Anybody under 21, you got to pass. You don't have a fully formed brain. We are sorry for you. That's Uh, (laughs) yeah. That's why you're a moron who's like, hey, if I get Corona, dude, I get Corona. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the universe begins and ends with me. I cannot conceive of my actions affecting anybody else. I am a teenager. uh, And I know everything already. So actually it doesn't matter what an expert says because I already knew that. So a teenager is he like has some kind of big situation happened with um, him yeah exactly <laughs> that, that actually all kid, lines yeah. up yeah who was so toxic because they never could admit they were wrong yeah like, whatever happened to him like he's president <laughs> oh my god he made a <laughs> wish on on coney island <laughs> <laughs> to that zoltar machine yeah. the, the so like there's this article in wired where um one of the editors there was just sort of like talking to their own high school student kid and also like got them thinking about speaking to other ones. And there's been a lot of write-ups about this just because in general, like especially for high school seniors right now, this is the weirdest fucking event ever. You're this is typically the fucking home stretch. Senioritis is about to fully envelop your brain where you do fuck all because you've either, you know, you know, we're probably going to college you got the prom, you got the whatever, and now none of that shit is happening. And like, so there's a very select group of kids who I think who are mourning that very specific yeah. experience. And then, yeah. and then everyone else in between who sort of like lost the structure of academia, where like academia gives you the fuel to need your friends to like make your friend group even more, like to to improve it and strengthen it because you have this like shared struggle of going through school together. Yeah, and also like just psychologically, like. They have amplified, as a uh, psychologist was saying, amplified innate developmental motivations that make them hard to isolate at home. The hormonal changes that come with puberty conspire with adolescent social dynamics to make them highly attuned to social status and peer groups. So, like, their food is gone in, yeah. in, in a way, like their yeah. social food. Yeah. Yeah. I saw um, Andrew T., uh, who's been a former guest on our, our podcast, talking about like watching two teens sneak out and like have a, a secret meeting at night. Oh yeah, that tweet? Yeah. <laughs> when he's like, I'm simultaneously like the bad guy and the hero. Yeah, like I'm the hero of right. a zombie movie and the villain in a teen romance. Like- <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like to be a teenager right now. Because at first I really thought when this the outbreak was first happening. I was like, damn, they're closing schools. I'm like, I wonder, I probably would have loved that as a teenager, obviously before fully understanding of what like the, the human death toll would be. Yeah. But like very myopically being like, Oh, that would be pretty cool. If like, you didn't have to go to school forever. And then realizing, wait, that's from my perspective now, from what I thought I wanted then. And then I sort of realized my generational bubble too. I was just being like, Oh yeah, dude, I don't know what the fuck this is like for, teens and i'm sure many listeners too have there are a lot of listeners who have younger kids or teenage kids who are like yeah this is happening all the time yeah yeah i was gonna say i don't know what andrew did at the end of that tweet if he uh talked to them i called the cops on those kids who were driving around in bird scooters (laughs) and just let let the cops know that you know oh my god don't call the cops the cops are the most (laughs) annoying thing right now the cops are just Uh, like circling around like i I was i was trying to go to pick up like uh, some people some very nice people on twitter had left out some 
stuff for me. Somebody left out some beans for me. Somebody left out some thermometers for me. So I was like going to make these pickups and I was like driving through Silver Lake. And like there were these, I was stuck behind a cop car that was going like five miles an hour. And like, I was just, I had nowhere to go. Like I could only just like tail tailgate them basically. And it's just like, mm. what are they doing? They're just like trying to enrage me right now. Cause they have like nothing else to do because for the most part, Right now, at least, you know, everybody's at home. There's not chaos in the streets or anything. Right. Yeah. It's just important that these teens see them, you know? The teens oh, see boy. them and know they're out there paying yeah. attention. That's what All I, it takes is one of these jerks to hurt themselves in my driveway. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and I can lose my house. <laughs> uh. Oh my God. See, why is this making us all senior citizens so yeah. much earlier than we should be? It's really oh, okay. sad. Um, They're jerks. Um, They're all jerks, these kids. Yeah. All right. Well, teens, we, we feel for you. Uh, hang in there. You know, you use each other. Use any resources you can for, you know, mental health yeah. uh, purposes. Because, and, you know, if you're, if you don't, want to talk to your parents about it just let them know that you need somebody to talk to and i'm sure they'll find a way to or hopefully they'll find a way to get you some some resource because yeah this this sucks and it's totally understandable that this would be incredibly difficult for you guys to deal with but don't Um, go out and kiss your girlfriend or boyfriend and then bring back covid to your family don't do that (laughs) <laughs> and if yeah, you have any that. friends because we all have friends who live with grandparents think about them because yeah. they have to go home to a family or yeah. people in the home who are at risk that's yeah. the other thing it's like whew, yeah please be safe also okay i'm all gonna the teens that listen to the daily zeitgeist yeah but but okay so oh, i'm gonna teens. extend this though to the adults that listen to the daily zeitgeist okay because I am very aware of many people who are still seeing their significant others, their non-living significant others through all this. And I would just like to Mm. say right now, cut that shit out. Cut it out. Do not do it. It's not cool. I just read some like, what the like cut sex diary about the girl who's like roommate kept inviting guys over, like different guys. Oh no. And this is in New York City too. It's just like, stop. Like everybody just be like, you don't have the excuse anymore of being a teenager. And also if you have a roommate, you're putting that person in danger. Don't be a fucking idiot right now. I was curious, like, you know, if people have like sex addictions, what that, you know, like how there's really, you can't exercise any caution, especially if you're like, your brain is running on like, I need to be with intimate immediately. The thing that I've seen just with your comment about like, uh, uh, significant others do you know people who are like have been together for years but have separate places and are like isolating away from each other even though they see I, I know a few couples where I'm like, how are y'all not living together already? Right. And even through this are like half quarantining in your own places, but you're yeah. in a real Yeah. Um, anyway. I mean, That's just a little goss from me. I have close friends who are doing this <laughs> and I've just said everything I can. And it's just like, okay, well, they're like, but we're not seeing anybody else. It's only, it's like, I, I know she hasn't been anywhere. I'm just like, you don't know right. that. You don't know. She, if yeah. you're not seeing, if you're not living with her, you don't know what she's doing. Like <laughs> Ooh, um, that Rona drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
where you been fucking around? You got me sick. Yeah. It's gotta be it's gotta be difficult on young people. It's gotta be difficult on young relationships too. Cause that's yeah. that's a lot to uh, persevere through. I think of myself in high school and the lengths I already went to like meet up with my girlfriend. I can yeah, only imagine yeah. what teenagers now, like the kinds of fucking like tactics, uh, like special forces tactics oh, yeah. they're using to like escape their homes to like meet up. Ah, and teenagers are like built right to themselves. break rules. Like if you set a rule down, like a teenager is just like, okay, how can I circumvent this? Like that's yeah. the first instinct. It's just, um, but in this case, yeah, kind of got a knot. Kind of got a knot. Mm. I think that's a good <laughs> place to leave it. <laughs> Jared Kushner uh, addressed the nation uh, on Thursday, I guess. Looked like a a living ventriloquist dummy. And (laughs) yeah, I I don't know. He, it it seemed like a book report that was not, he hadn't really prepared for maybe. Well, the problem is he's, Unfortunately for the for the people of this country, he's like the smartest person that Donald Trump knows. So it's like a default right. bad idea that he has. Like, yeah. what's something overly complex because it requires like multiple lines of thought? Okay, Jared Kushner solved the Israeli Palestine conflicts, solved mm-hmm. the opioid crisis. Now help us from the fucking scourge of COVID nineteen. And okay, just as people know. The hospitals are overwhelmed. We're seeing videos from health professionals saying we are in desperate need of respirators, ventilators, PPE, the things that keep us safe as we interact with the the, the sick during this entire crisis. And mm-hmm. we still haven't had any leadership from at the federal level to basically do the Defense Production Act and say, you know what? Fuck it. We're taking over everything. This is what the fuck needs to get made. Stop asking questions. People are dying. Or... You know, a lot of people are clamoring for uh, the nas- the strategic national stockpile to open. And, it's, mm-hmm. and you say, what's the strategic national stockpile? Is it, that's got to be something good. This is from the website. Mm-hmm. When state, local, tribal, and territorial territorial responders request federal assistance to support their response efforts, the stockpile ensures that the right medicines and supplies get to those who need them most during an emergency. Oh, fucking great. That's right what we're fucking in right now. now. <laughs> Please help. But wait a fucking minute, because we have Jared Fuckface Kushner running this thing. This is what this is what this man's idea. This is what his concept of the national stockpile is. I just want you to listen to what, again, as I just defined what it is. It's for the states in need. This is what he says at his little presser. And you have in- instances where in cities they're running out, but the state still has a stockpile. And the notion of the federal stockpile was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be state stockpiles that they then use. So we're encouraging the states to make sure that they're assessing the needs. They're getting the data from their local local, uh, situations and then trying to fill it with the supplies that we've given them. The same thing with the masks. So he's like, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, That's ours. That's our stockpile. What does that even mean? Uh, Who was was our? His? Our? Right. The White House. You are the head of a country that is a collection of states, motherfucker. So they can pick favorites. It's ours. Yeah. (laughs) So they can pick favorites. The fucking tax. We fucking paid for it with our fucking taxes. We're dying now. Give us the fucking things we need. Um, Yeah. And this whole thing is just deeply frustrating because, again, people have said we've got all these shipments coming in from abroad of medical equipment, and people and journalists are asking, "Hey, 
This is so great. Uh, thank you so much for for telling us about this. Is this going straight to the hospitals? And they're saying, no, it's going to go into the private sector so then people can buy them from them. These aren't just going direct oh. to them. We're going to muck it up even further and let the fucking state governments knife fight over fucking masks and shit that are going to keep people safe. Um, and the, it's ghoulish. Yeah, it's really fucking dark, um, especially when you look at the needs and you're seeing these nurses and doctors and health practitioners fucking screaming for help mm -hmm. saying we are fu you're fucking killing us like you're literally killing people out here by not doing anything take fucking control as the government the other issue of this whole thing is jared kushner has brought a team of fucking assholes with him to completely meddle in the response from fema and other organizations mm -hmm. uh and this is a quote from politico just so you can hear how people are describing this influx of the the kushner crew the culture clash between public and private sectors has been jarring the senior official described the kushner team as a quote frat party quote end quote that descended from a ufo and invaded the federal government to government <laughs> officials the outsiders demonstrated a lax attitude to policy discussions at one point using the website freeconferencecall.com to arrange <laughs> high-level meetings others have used personal Jesus. email accounts in delicate policy exchanges like That's i feel like People, uh, people who are in, pri in the private sector, uh, we were we were raised on this idea that like privatization is like good in the '80s, and like that the market economy is good because it was like in opposition to uh, you know communism. And people, I feel like we're learning. People who are in public life are actually more competent because they're mission driven and like driven by getting things done as opposed to this like profit motive, which just fucks everything up. And it like brings in this, uh, the ability for people to just be super corrupt. Yeah. Like Jerry yeah. Kushner is in the position he's in because his parents were rich and bought his way into Harvard. That's how that happened. That is the private sector. Right. And, like just that, that ethos, uh, trickles all the way down. That's what yeah. trickles down. Not yeah. money. It's wild, though, too, to see even, like, people on right-wing Twitter be like, no, not Jared Kushner. <laughs> it's, like, it's, 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 like, universal that people just be, like, yeah. saying this is the absolute worst thing. And we're, gonna, we're, we're actually killing, you know, our own people out of sheer ignorance. Sheer mm -hmm. ignorance. That's really all it is. That's what yeah. makes it so fucking frightening and dystopian. Have you guys yeah, touched on on the show um, on how all the different states are in a situation where they're outbidding each other for equipment? No. No, we haven't. No. I mean, it, it's just so dire, the lack of ventilators, yeah. the lack of PPE, uh, like all of it. And so we're in a position where states are battling other states um, and, and these manufacturers are going to the highest bidders and we're also competing with, you know, international demand. Yeah. Um, right. It's it's truly horrific, and and I know that I mean we're talking. I just can't underscore enough how big of a problem this is. And like, yeah, people are dying. Our healthcare professionals are dying. Yeah, it's not just that's just not like an exaggerated statement of like it could they could die. No, they're no, dying. They are dying. They, yeah, they're people who are contracting the illness yeah. and perishing. And again, it, yeah, I, I it's we'll. T I, I'm furious about it. I'm furious about the whole thing. Yeah, to be honest, you ask yeah. how I'm doing. I, it's hard. That's what sends me into a tailspin the most is when my anger flares up 
not that this wouldn't have happened, that we wouldn't have had coronavirus or wouldn't have had a big problem to deal with, but that we're dealing with it like this. In the cruelest possible way. Cruelest possible way. And every step of the way, we fuck it up more. Yeah. It breaks my heart. I feel like the only thing I can see a benefit to is that it'll be mismanaged to a point where maybe some people will understand what the actual stakes are for for most people here. But yeah, it's going to be at the that cost there has to be of like so many bodies. Lives. Yeah. If that's what's there has fucking... to be bodies to make anything happen is just so And it can't and that and that can't be the fucking way we learn things as a country. That's what yeah. also makes it so fuck I've seen so many memes too where People are talking like about how this is truly like the demasking of America, where the all the shit that they talk of, like, oh, you know, like uh, uh, us as Americans would, you know, say things like, oh, you would never see America do something like China, where they're gonna silence mm-hmm. doctors or you know take people <sighs> who speak truth to power and and censor them. Meanwhile, we have doctors and nurses who are being threatened with disciplinary action or even firing for saying things yep. like we need fucking protective equipment or right. even with uh, the captain of the USS Teddy Roosevelt who wrote a letter saying, hey, I think I don't want to put 4000 sailors lives at risk because I'm on the boat that has the worst outbreak in the military right now. Let's do yeah. something. Cut to the government saying, yeah, we'll relieve you of your duty. And now, we're, you know, we truly see like every, like, I mean, I think. Many people have seen it for a while, but I hope to other people it becomes clear just the the hypocrisy uh, of of the way we operate in this country because it's really it's it's nothing to be proud of, and this is really shameful. It's always and it's always been this way, but just in this escalated situation. I mean, the way that it it ha- there it hasn't even been a secret that like really anyone. Uh, in a position of power willing to advocate for workers is disciplined or removed in some way. And I feel like the, the Theodore Roosevelt is no exception. The Amazon warehouse is no exception. Uh, doctors and nurses willing to advocate for themselves and their coworkers are no exception. And it's like, yeah, anyone who's getting in the way of business as usual or, or productivity that we're still kind of deluded ourselves into thinking uh, is going to be possible is just you know, taken out of the equation to make things easier for the business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I saw somebody tweet that, you know, some of it, there needs to be a 9-11 commission on the coronavirus response. Yes. I think that's what Adam Schiff is doing, actually. That's what Adam Schiff is doing? Yeah, I think he's trying to put together sort of the language yeah. to have a com- like a truth commission. We need it. Yeah. I- Even if they don't, like, draw the right conclusions and you know in the jfk assassination aftermath there was uh the government report that like didn't do a very good job of drawing conclusions but it at least like gave us a bunch of shit that we could then comb through and like Mm -hmm. draw our own conclusions from and that that needs to happen uh pretty urgently i think so I, i don't know where our death toll is right now five thousand or something like that but just two days ago, we have him standing up there saying the best case scenario is to get it, keep it between 100 and 240,000 deaths. And um, it's yeah. hard to wrap my mind around that. It's hard to wrap my mind around just how bad it's going to get over the next several weeks, you know? Yeah. yeah. And the people, if, it, if it gets to that point, but. Yeah. And sadly, there are other people who are saying like that it's overly optimistic to even think that would be the number. Based on how yeah. poor the response has been, and you know the there's other reports that some of the testing only has like a, is only like sixty six percent accurate. 
Like we're, <laughs> it's fucking, it's, yeah. yeah. We're living in a, a horror movie. Yeah. All right, guys, let's take one more break and we'll be back with uh, less depressing news, maybe. <laughs> more Stedman. And we're back. And uh, Forbes has released their list of billionaires. Um, the the article starts off being like, even billionaires get the coronavirus. Um, oh, boy. Overall, it, the richest people on earth are not immune to the coronavirus is literally the uh, <laughs> first sentence of the article, the richest in 2020. World's billionaires list. Um, what the fuck are they? I mean, okay, fine. Way to like dox yourself uh, amid like all this fucking <laughs> anger towards the one percent. Be like, and here's the Arias list of 2020. Right. It's it's weird because they actually have it uh, on a map where they're like, here are the billionaires who live in your city. Um, which, yeah, I mean. That's wild. There's there's 50 billionaires in uh, the Los Angeles area. Uh, Elon Musk is is close by. Uh, still, I don't think has uh, given a car to Morgan Murphy, who he stole the tweet from. Oh right, uh, dude. I, yeah. I I try and launch this Forbes website to look at this because I get a full on interactive list. I think I'm too poor for the website to work <laughs> properly on my computer. Like. Of I'm I'm use all kinds of internet all the time. For whatever <laughs> reason, this fucking page won't open properly. It like crashes. It is very glitchy. You're always for bragging me. about how you use all kinds of the internet all the time. <sighs> you know, guys, I use all kinds of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to keep. This is just a a website that it's like a VPN specifically for billionaires to check out each other. Right, right, right. Uh, it's a dating site. Allowed to watch it. I mean, it makes sense, um, like to have, I mean, or not make sense, but it's good to actually have this because it helps you understand that it's not like that. There's like only twenty billionaires in the world. Like it's an entire <laughs> whole group, whole crew, uh, and you can kind of begin like you do a little research and you're like, oh right, this person has so much money because they have. Let me put it in. These terms, there are three billionaires in Reno. <laughs> Boom. It's so weird Boom. because like I I talked to somebody about the idea of like why it's so crazy to have that much money and be sad about losing because people with that much money will like, you know, bet on re really like, you know, money markets and things and they'll be willing to lose like a lot at once. But then I'm like, if you're willing to lose a million, couldn't you just like... You could literally give like just give two million dollars to, you know, to this community or something. And they, that's not how they think. And that's when no. I'm like, I'm not saying that you some people work hard and get money, but there's no way you can get to that point and have like a good conscious. Like if you're just losing well, no, yeah, money you, you for get fun. there by you know, having, if you're gambling. Yeah, you get there yeah. by having no conscience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the it's the way that they get there that means that they will never think of money the way that we do like i i always think of that uh trump story where he like they uh this magazine was like 
trying to find out who was the greediest and stingiest of all the millionaires in New York in the 80s. And so they sent them increasingly smaller checks. <sighs> and the only millionaire who cashed everyone down to, I think it was like <laughs> 25 <laughs> cents, was Donald Trump. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. I, I do want to just take a quick look at I feel like we're in the stream of the news cycle, so we're all paying attention from one moment to the next. And I don't think people in our country take a step back and really appreciate how badly we uh, fucked the coronavirus response up. We have the highest number of coronavirus cases at this point. Of the top five countries by population in the world, we have the lowest population density by far. Um, you know, we have more people traveling, uh, so that you could you could maybe uh, give that as an excuse. But uh, I think that's also. I mean, it, it shouldn't be underestimated the the fact that we travel on commercial aircraft which don't clean. <laughs> like they're not cleaned in between uh, people coming on and off because, uh, you know, germs are not a thing that shows up. And, uh, you know, it, it's just very uh, symptomatic of Amer late stage American capitalism and, uh, you know, ju just the, the system at work. Uh, so I don't know. It's a it's not a it's not an accident. We are where we are. And it's it's a yeah. bummer. The answer to like 99 out of 100 of these questions as to why the response is so bad is capitalism. Why aren't the planes cleaned more? Why aren't why isn't that more? Well, that costs more money and that means less profits. Right. So we won't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, why don't we have more hospital capacity built out? Well, that costs more money and that means less profits. Right. So we're not going to do that. Why are we having why aren't we just moving some of these uh like a protective equipment around to the hospitals that need it rather than setting off bidding wars between our own states? Oh, that's because that will means we'll lose money, and that means less profits. That's that, that's the explanation of fucking everything, and, and it's it, it really it's really fucked up and cruel because we're looking at all of the all of this behavior with the backdrop of preventable death. Obviously, there are people who we we can't save every single person. That's just a scientific reality. But my God, we could have done a lot more, and we can still be doing a lot more. It's, I mean, it's look at India, look at South Korea, look at a lot of. Uh, other countries that have handled this much better. America is a, particularly now, again, it's a difficult time, I think, because it is, it's 50, I mean, it is essentially 50, 50 independent sovereign nations or whatever operating under the banner of the United States. And then when the person that you defer to as the overriding leader has no clear messaging or semblance of an idea of what they're confronting, then everyone is left to their own devices and there's no one to defer to or like look at like the role of communication here. I, I, again, I don't want to sound like a brag, but just, it's just the stark contrast is like, uh, our prime minister is giving daily updates that are broadcast across all of our media uh, channels. So, so is our president guy. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. He's actually, he's, he's writing, <laughs> he's writing the pants off ours. Yeah. Um, but it's just like the, you know, across political lines, like the unity yeah. that as a nation, New Zealand citizens have responded to the idea that this is what we need to do to confront what's happening. And uh, there's no opportunity for uncertainty. I mean, there is, you know, to some to some degree for various different facets of society, but the overall humanity, you know, element of it where everyone's like, absolutely, you know, this is, you're telling us what to do. It's been laid out very clearly. The messages are so clear. 
uh, it's just so it's so different. It makes it, it makes it look like it's almost an impossibility in America to do the same thing because yeah. there is yeah. it is so divided. There is no unity behind any core idea. Like the the fanning the flames of uncertainty about whether or not this is real or like how seriously to take it. I mean, it's it's like the conversation is caught six months ago at a time Red. when it it just it, it can't be. Yeah. And I think that uh, when, when it comes to specifically, Miles, you mentioned the idea of, you know, the distribution of PPE and all these uh, distribution of medical supplies and uh, aid and all, all the things that uh, that that I think is unique to this <laughs> this administration. In addition to guy, the stuff you're talking about where there's just no coherent strategy being communicated, but um, there's no humanity. There's, there's no, right. there's, there's no, no acknowledgement humanity. of the humanity of the situation. That's what's the fucking problem. But when it comes to just like straight up, uh, mind boggling, like uh, unprecedented levels of incompetence, I th- I do think the distribution of uh of the you know things that are needed uh for this specific emergency, like that, this is something we've seen with him from the start that he's incapable of viewing uh, the U.S. government like as like you should be able to view the U.S. government. Uh, and instead, he views it as uh, his own business to run. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we, we saw it uh, early on in his presidency with his inability to like view international trade as like a, a thing where rising tides, uh, you know, rise all boats. It's it's a thing where like it's a zero sum game where he has to like get over on his opponent. And now we're starting to see that even with the distribution of aid, like with the federal government seizing, uh, you know, masks and uh, healthcare equipment from hospitals and from yeah. state uh, level governments because. I don't know because he feels like he's in competition with them, and because like you saw that in some of his statements at his daily briefing, where he is, yeah, he's like viewing what? it as a us versus them thing. He's telling everyone off for not preparing themselves, and with the other hand, he's literally taking what little supply they have to right. yeah. bolster the argument he's otherwise making. Like that's the thing with everything or capitalism, particularly like the money comes out somewhere, and a. Uh, a pandemic, like you know, a pandemic that's ripping through the nation. It's one of the last places you want to see the money come out. Yeah, but even I mean, this isn't even profitable. This is just him being too dumb for the moment. Like he's just not up to it. Like there's this article where uh, in Yahoo about the Fed seizing masks from hospitals, and the doctors are like, "Are they stockpiling this stuff? Or are they distributing right. it? We don't know." And are we going to ever get any of it back? It's just like, what could possibly be a better use of masks and hospital equipment than hospitals that are fighting the coronavirus right now? Yeah. Like, what? What does he think is that? What does he think he's doing? He's gonna like save it for a rainy day? Like, this is about as rainy as they get, man. It'll be. It's literally so he can give a press conference in front of a mountain of masks. So you can say, look at all the masks we've got. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, not to mention this, the hard pushing of hydroxychloroquine is like this miracle cure. And like people are still trying to figure out if he has a stake in that and who the people who do have a stake in that by the repetition of 
the mere repetition of the term is like helping the the stock price go up for this shit. It's it's just I mean, I don't know. I mean, is that it, the malaria again, treatment? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I there was a you know, there was like a woman in Detroit or in Michigan who said like it had completely cured her. It was weird like her I I I hope she actually did get well from using the medication, but it was almost written as if Trump needed this person to write how hydroxychloroquine was the miracle drug that brought them back from the edge of death. And then he had like retweeted the story. Um, and a lot of it, it just smacks of the profiteering that has gone on for centuries um, in this country. So I don't know. It's weird. I think we always have these moments where we have to aggressively look America and it's fucked up, rotting, evil fucking face. And then be like, nah, I don't know. That's it's always kind of been there. I guess the makeup just needs to be reapplied a little bit. Um, but I'm like, it's really starting to be grating, especially when you look at how we're willing to turn our backs and even do harm to our allies, be petulant with Cuba, basically commit like medical terrorism against Iran. Like it's just all fucking. It's there's not a I, I can't I don't know I, I'm I'm just don't getting worry, very upset. Don't worry it. too much, Miles. When the great Joe Biden steps into office, everything will be fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, I think yeah. The the only hope we have now is that he picks a a VP candidate that can get progressives at least half heartedly enthusiastic about dragging their bodies and risking death amidst a pandemic to vote. Mm. Right. The movie Contagion has had a resurgence, obviously, in the because it predicted a lot of this shit. But there's a uh, there's a character who's like a combination of Matt Drudge and uh, Alex Jones, played by Jude Law, who's like pushing this fake treatment that's just an antibiotic that uh, he claims treats the disease and like cures the disease, uh, and. I would like when I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, things have devolved to the point that I there will be somebody like that who is like pushing a fake cure and making a bunch of money off of it. But it's really fucked up that it might be our president. (laughs) It's like, right. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's truly, truly unfucking believable. Anyways, one of the people who's supposed to be keeping an eye on uh, the president as he's, you know, in charge of a government that's distributing $2 trillion. Uh, and he's, you know, just notoriously the most corrupt human being in the history of the world, uh, is uh, an inspector general that has now been just kind of disappeared from, from the government. Yeah, the whole thing was, you know, part of all these stimulus funds, it's like if we're going to be giving away cash to help businesses that are uh, in you know nearing financial ruin due to, due to the outbreak you know like we need some kind of oversight it can't just be turning a fire hose and making it rain on trump supporters who own businesses and then just and then completely forget smaller business owners um so there are a few mechanisms that were put in place for the bill that was passed by congress one was to have one that was made up by members of congress um which is still there so there is some kind of oversight from Congress, uh, members of Congress. But there was also, um, you know, a panel of inspectors general had come together to nominate someone to be the sort of inspector general to sort of head up this effort. And they had picked this guy, Glenn Fine, who is the Pentagon watchdog. And people were like, great. If the other IGs think this is the guy, like, it sounds good. He'll be somewhat independent. We don't have to quite worry. 
cut to, I remember when this happened, Trump was like basically intimating. He's like, yeah, that'll, we'll see how long that lasts. Well, he, he was honest because Glenn Fine is no longer um, overseeing this entire operation. And now they have the EPA inspector general who will serve as the temporary watchdog uh, for this. So it's going to be, I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> it's the same thing that happened. Like this is sort of what happened with the Occupy movement too, with a lot of TARP funds going out and people are like, what the fuck? There's no, there's no accountability for this money. Like it's real murky. We don't know what's going on. And people are just walking out with bags of cash. Um, it's hopefully not going to repeat itself, but it looks like they're doing a very good job because like you said, post 9-11, post 2008 recession, it's a great time for the sharks to come in and try and run off with a bunch of our money uh, in another. See, this time, again, the wealth redistribution typically happens from goes, the wealth tends to go to the top. And that's what we're trying to prevent, but we'll see. This is your money, by the way. This is uh, taxpayer money, right? Like yeah. that's, that's where this money's coming from. And so this is directly who, whoever gets it uh if it's not people who are directly in need then that is them stealing money from you so it is something that you should that we should all be yeah. paying attention and with, to and right. i mean historically this is a, a time when uh america's flaws get kind of uh hardened into uh you know how like how the system is run uh, in the aftermath of World War II, we had the GI Bill, and that was one of the primary ways that the U.S. government enforced racism with redlining uh, and not allowing uh, people of color and specifically African-American families to partake in some of the housing loans. Uh, so it's something that uh, these are sp specific times that we need to be paying extra close attention. And, uh, you know, we don't necessarily have the right federal government in place to to be doing that. No, I think you've got the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Guys coming with these hot takes that I I don't know if the I don't know if the world's the, ready for the, them. Man. The Java's coursing through my body and I'm ready to serve, serve up some <laughs> scolding hot takes on the state of affairs. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh Kushner's team is seeking, you know, relaxed restrictions on their ability to access healthcare information. Uh, that is the president's uh, son-in-law is being put in charge of a lot of how we are dealing with this crisis. Mm -hmm. Somebody mm -hmm. who bought his way into Harvard. His uh, parents is, bought his way into Harvard. I'm sorry. He didn't I'm sorry. have that money. My bad. Don't, that is, that that is to, be, to be fair, he did leverage that opportunity into the White House. So, Big props to my man, Jay Cush. <laughs> right. That's true. That's From true. humble beginnings, my man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Straight to the <laughs> top. Really did it, man. Uh, and, and he also leveraged it into what is what experts think is one of the worst real estate deals in the history of uh, Manhattan real estate. But uh, one that he had to <laughs> get bailed out of by, by his, uh, who it would have gone down in history and completely ruined him were it not for the enormous stroke of luck that his father-in-law happened to be elected president. My man, he was in a position to make a mistake on that scale to literally skate through unscathed. <laughs> Jay Kush, <laughs> the Kush, untouchable, untouchable, <laughs> unfuckable. Um, yeah, yeah, 
What's Ivanka up to? I, I, I feel like we're not hearing much. I, like I saw an Instagram post that somebody uh, retweeted where she's like making pillow forts with her kids and shit and just being being mom. Yeah, I think she's been doing like video chats or some yeah. shit. I don't know. I, I heard noticed- something. Trump said that she created 10% of the jobs in America. So yeah, totally. I think, I think definitely, we should definitely, respect definitely. her. <laughs> um, I, I noticed that the movie The Hunt. There's a character who in the pre in the uh, trailer they made them look like Ivanka, and then uh, the Doughboys had uh, reviewed the new Vin Diesel movie Bloodshot, and they said that it seemed as though his love interest was specifically made to look like Ivanka. Uh, so I think that there's like some, there's probably some unconscious fascination with Ivanka Trump that is like happening in America that it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, again, oh, yeah. just truly well-deserved <laughs> and super producer Anna Hosnia just shared a tweet from Ivanka, uh, wherein she said, we'll never stop fighting for America's small business owners. Uh, so yes, we can, uh, shout out to her. Oh, nice. I mean, she did say, I think, in one of those videos that she's rereading the Odyssey. So, great. She will learn the tale mm-hmm, of Odysseus. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And also, so, dude, great book. Some, doing, <laughs> taking some guitar lessons, man. Trying to start doing some finger picking. She I, is? If, yes, if you created or, 10% of American jobs, Miles, then uh, maybe I wouldn't begrudge you a couple of guitar lessons as well. Take a play off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> I mean, Jack, do you, are you you're a you're a parent who is raising children during this time working from home? Do you have time to learn guitar right now? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just looking for <laughs> stuff to do. I'm just like, God, I'm so bored. What, what so am I gonna What am I gonna have enough things to do to fill my time? Hey, babe, I think I'm gonna learn harp. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Right. Oh my God, it is just nonstop. That sentiment is already so offensive that you could even say that. Like you're a fucking yeah. working parent. You go like, I'm a fucking learn guitar. Yeah, I love it. Or it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's, me too. Love it's it. Become idiocracy, man. All right, uh, let's take one more quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, a story that just broke yesterday about Chris Johnson, who's one of the best running backs of the past 20 years in the NFL, uh, was was using some of his uh, earnings to fund a drug operation back where what? he was from in Orlando uh, and was targeted for murder uh, back in, I think, 2014, like, you know, years ago. Uh, and... He was shot in the in the attempted murder, and his friend was uh, killed. And so the two guys who he he did not uh, cooperate at the time with police, and then the two guys who were uh, believed to be the shooters in that case were murdered over the following two years. So, um, the he's just been not charged, but accused and I think is wanted in connection with those two murders and with paying a hitman to uh, kill the two guys. Uh, and I don't know. I suspect that this is like 
I don't know. Then people using their NFL earnings to invest in, you know, illegal drug operations or, you know, because NFL contracts aren't guaranteed. So it's less, uh, less secure than it should be. Uh, and also they can be injured and have their career ended like any game, any given Sunday, uh, to quote the, Movie, the but, title uh, of anytime the movie, they, but okay. Anytime they go out Put there, Al Pacino. <laughs> any given Sunday, and your mother's ringing but, the dinner bell. Like every once in a while, a player will get pulled over with three hundred pounds of pot, and you're like, "There's got to be more to that story than like." Well, I think it's like anything, right? Partying really hard. Whatever you're used to doing, as you get more wealthy, chances are you will continue to do whatever whatever your bad habits are, maybe just at a higher level. Because you have more money than now to do, increase it to invest see, in your bad habits. I no think matter that's what, what it is. people assume because, like, yeah, I've never meditated on those stories very long. But when they come across my brain, I'm always just like, that's silly. That's a lot of weed to have purchased. Ha ha. Wow. He must be so rich that he just doesn't give a fuck and has a lot of weed or was going to a party. And what Jack points out is no, it's way more realistic that he was getting into dealing. Or was a dealer. I'm like, oh yeah, right. that probably explains so, that those stories. I wanted to ask real quick though, as like a sports uh sports neuramus or something. Jack, is that different than other you said NFL contracts aren't guaranteed and they can their careers can end with any injury. Isn't that true of all athletics or no? No. NBA is guaranteed contract. It, you can sign a seventy million five year deal and then you know oh, break whoa. your leg on the next one and just not Yeah. In the next game and get still get paid your. I have a new I childhood think. dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little to late, sign but it, we're gonna to work go really up. hard, sign the contract, break my leg, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, there there should be incentives built in, but I, football sure. players in particular don't uh, have have a great situation. They're you know, basically sacrificing their bodies for America's entertainment and uh, end yeah. up and a lot of times specifically their really head awful. more than any other sport. So, yeah. 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 Their brains, their ability to, you know, exist as functioning I mean, humans. That could be another reason why the risk taking is probably more could be more prevalent, too, because you're like, bro, I don't know. Like, I there's already a time yeah, exactly. my body the second I enter the league. And like, no, I think I, so. Yeah. I think the average fan looks at these stories and is like, that's so stupid. Why can't you just be happy with your huge paycheck? But it seems to happen over and over again. There's got to be something systemic going wrong, you know, like that these people feel like they have to invest uh, their money in something that's illegal and that, you know, puts their life in danger. I guess that's basically the same as playing football. You're, uh, getting your money from something that puts your life in danger. Um, but anyways, Chris Johnson was a really great player, and you know we'll, we'll obviously be following that story, but yeah. it's really sad. So we, we mentioned on yesterday's trending episode that we're looking for a movie to club, basically a, a rewatch movie or TV show or, or mm-hmm. TV episode maybe. Yeah. So Vulture's doing it. They're watching Parasite uh, tonight, and then they're going to kind of write about it and, you know, I- interact with their fans. I'm just wondering, should that be the movie we club? Should we, so we uh, won't do that. watch Parasite? Uh, is that the one with Jared Leto? Because Jared Leto's doing a Parasite screening. No shit. <laughs> no, he just... So Parasite 
Parasite just became available for streaming, right. I think, today. And okay, so well, just because of the Quar, so, uh, there's tons of screenings, and I'm just clued into them, so I will throw out. Taika Waititi, as of today, this recording, said uh, he's going to be doing Marvel's Thor Ragnarok with him doing commentary. That's coming up. And uh, oh, I uh, work for IGN now, as you know. And we have Watch From Home Theater every Wednesday afternoon. And they've been getting really good people. Like, they got Lee Winnell for Invisible Man. And then they got uh, Greg Nicotero for Night of the Living Dead. We just did Bad Boys. And uh, I think they're talking to the voice of Goofy from the Goofy movie to do the Goofy movie, potentially. For Bad Boys? No, 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 no. Oh. It'll be going and yeah, going and going. makes more sense. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> if you're, like, not uh-huh. aware that a bunch of famous people are watching movies and talking about them and you can just go to twitch or youtube or whatever that's it's cool it's happening a lot right now i'm thinking more like finding the right movie that is like in the zeitgeist that Mm. we could spend a whole movie talking about and tie in some of the movies from the zeitgeist and i asked for Mm. recommendations zeitgang hit me up with some recommendations but i think parasite's a good recommendation or a good candidate i think jaws is a good candidate what do you think miles yeah I only say let's just not do what Vulture does because they're <laughs> who knows how similar ours is going to look to theirs. Just for some inside baseball, yeah. Maybe what we should do is have a Twitter poll with a few options and see, you know, something. Let, let the let the Zeit Gang decide. So now I'm realizing yeah. you meant for you guys to I stream, th- and I'm sorry, I completely like de-promote your thing. No, I was like, no, no, no look no. at these I other ones, I, you guys. <laughs> no, but that's no, that definitely sucks. something that that's sucks. happening. No, that. <laughs> Check out. You can I was get like, real famous, famous people, people are doing this too. I don't know if you know. You can just Google it. <laughs> yeah, Spielberg's well, going to talk about We're not going to be live streaming, but I just want like, I, I think it would be fun to do maybe one episode a week where that's nice. kind of a rewatch about something that our, our listeners can check out with us and then... Uh, I don't know. That's something I've been enjoying with some of uh some of the podcasts. Yeah, I I'd love to. to s- so maybe it should be something that we can find on YouTube. So there's yeah, no there's no barrier to entry. Yeah, it should be something that like you can stream somewhere. Like Jaws was on my list, but then Jaws is not really streamable anywhere. You have to like pay. Isn't money the to CBS Sunday Night Movie coming back? Is it really? Yeah, I think it's like coming back with like Raiders of the Lost Ark. They're doing like they're bringing that whole format back. Oh, that's yeah. fucking dope. Yeah, Raiders. I I think Raiders might be on Netflix. Hey, Raider Nation. I just saw Raiders uh s- pop up somewhere on a screening on one of the screaming platforms. Uh Which one? So Jamarcus Russell? Jamarcus mm-hmm. Russell and uh <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I can't pull anyone. <laughs> Parasite would be good. I would love to see you guys tackle Brazil. I feel like with your your vibes in this Brazil? show, yeah, I think Brazil would be good. Or yeah, or Snow like Post Apocalypse. Snow Piercer yeah, might be good, be good for you guys. Those are my two regs. Ooh, Snow Piercer. If you're not going to do cheaper by the dozen, two. Very good. Snow Piercer or Brazil. <laughs> How about well, Snow Dogs? Obviously, we're going to do yeah. cheaper by the dozen at some point. But um, yeah, Snow Piercer. They have a TV show version oh, coming out. Right. That's cool. Yeah. It feels like uh, it's a really good movie that could be a great video game and a great TV show. Yeah. Anyways, should we talk about quarantine activities? Miles, you you had uh, a new one yeah, to recommend. I, just 
Getting in touch with, uh, I, I wrote eating like your ancestors, but I'm just thinking, you know, a lot of people descend from immigrants or have connections to other countries. Uh, and based on, you know, the evolution of our consumer culture probably came from humble beginnings uh, where our, you know, grandparents weren't exactly postmatesing fucking umami burger. So I started like cooking a lot more like Japanese food that uh, like my grandmother would make back like way back when she was younger. And I realized like, A, this food is usually very cheap to make uh, and really good. And it's like, it it stores well, typically. And you can, like the slow nature of making it like really allows you to sort of have patience while you cook it and just kind of renewed interest sort of uh, in any culture or whatever. But I think like, you know, a lot of us come from backgrounds where there's a lot of cabbage being eaten or potatoes or mushrooms, whatever, just, you know, whatever it is. But I, f- I have a feeling looking back at your own, you know, traditional food has been a nice. We get it. Jack's activity. Irish. <laughs> no, in Japan, oh, okay. we eat a lot of cabbage. Cabbage and potatoes. <laughs> if you didn't and put it in the beef. terms of uh, cabbage, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't cabbage have totally O'Brien, baby. Out, but thank you for including cabbage. Yeah. Cabbage. <laughs> As they call me. We should sell this as the twenty three and Me diet, and uh, you know, Ooh, get get it sponsored. Imagine a no, service yeah, yeah. where it's you do the twenty three and Me thing, and then it auto enrolls you in like a, an ingredients box in a meal kit, where yeah. you get to know your ancestral roots through cuisine. That's cool. That guilts you for cultural erasure. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't twenty three and Me uh, also like tell you that you're like caffeine sensitive or whatever? Oh. Uh, I think you, you can like different you can things. tick that box if you want. Yeah. A lot of those DNA yeah. tests like, hey, you also want to get fucking freaked out by some mm. medical shit we can tell you? Right. You have a heart problem. Unspecified yeah. heart problem. We'll tell you more for $100. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bad. <laughs> Would you bad like to ticker. know more? <laughs> As of right now, we'll just tell <laughs> you. Bad ticker. I've just been watching old sporting events, and it's it's like uh, methadone, but I still enjoy it. Uh, mm. I actually really like watching old basketball games uh, with people I care, like LeBron James, Game 6, Spurs Heat, uh, that, which is a great game. Also, like, weirdly revealed to me that LeBron James has gotten better since he was, like, in the prime of his career. He's, like, now better. You can just, like, see it that he is, like, the game just comes naturally he's like yeah so many things seeing the matrix like not diminish diminish have you been watching jack any of the uh or you're aware a lot of pro athletes are continuing the seasons through video games you hear about okay yeah Yeah, like they did a bunch of nascar drivers did a racing game with the full-on announcers and like an edited pre and post show and everything it was really fun yeah (laughs) that's funny Oh, yeah. They've been playing a lot of 2K in the NBA. And I know like the in Europe, they're trying to get more people to play like FIFA and stuff. I feel like honestly, like I guess that's the next thing is like, all right, well, I guess virtually. Yeah. And they like throw some graphics package on it and they pretend like it's a real sport. (laughs) It's fun. Yeah. (laughs) I can't imagine how addictive it would be to be an active NBA player because they all play Mm -hmm. NBA 2K. Like they all play those games and like against each other and like yeah. you are making your own player yeah. like yourself in the game like, i wonder as if, as possible. if there's anyone like with a, a huge swing like a terrible player who dominates at 2k or a great player who's like i don't right, understand right. why i can't do this it's like yeah. the worst 
He's just constantly losing money at it. Kevin Durant was playing, and there were people being like critical of how he was playing. He's like, this like, is a different it's skill. Like, it's, like, dude, yeah. it's a yeah. fucking video game, dude. Like, don't be get pissed right. off because, like, you know, guess what? He's actually a fucking gifted IRL <laughs> basketball player. Yeah, Michael, do you have any Quarax quarantine activities? Absolutely. That you I mean. I, I don't know how genuine it is to recommend because you have to be in a unique set of circumstances, which I am. But because I work at IGN now, I got access to a home VR headset, which uh, you can buy, obviously, but they're still pretty pricey. And I because I had to ditch a bunch of my furniture in the move, I have a big open room with nothing in it. So I can do... Oh, I've been playing... Full motion VR, like I, with the Valve Index, like I can run around the room with the headset on and, you know, there's like a wireframe so you won't hit the edge. It knows where you are in the space. It tracks your fingers. So it's like everything's just very organic and VR is just like blowing my mind. It's insane. Half-Life Alex is nuts. So where are you oh, going shit. with that? Where What 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 worlds oh, are you in? Well, there's this one called... Uh, Okay, I'll give you three examples. Half-Life Alex is the big AAA game that's finally come to VR that everyone hopes will like push it as a thing that right. normal gamers buy for their home. And I think it will. It, it basically crystallizes what you can do in VR and it showcases all the best parts. So that's like your standard answer. Then I also have been doing a lot of Nature Treks VR, which is a spot where you literally, uh, uh, an app where there's just like 10 beautifully rendered places. My favorite is like uh, Scottish Highlands with an old windmill and it's like pouring rain and you control the lighting, the weather and the soundscape. And then it plays like, uh, it plays guided meditations God. and it rules. Oh, and then the third God. one is, <laughs> wait, is it photorealistic or does it look like a really well rendered video, video game? So you still, I'm still an early adopter in that. Got it. I can see the potential of like very soon VR will be even better than this, but you know, it's still exciting. Right. And right, then the right, last right. one, I mean, there's a lot of games I enjoy, but the third I'll mention is I highly recommend anyone with a VR headset does this. It's more of an art project than a game, but, uh, they made a simulation of what an ayahuasca trip is supposed to be like. And <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> It's like That's a 15 minute so experience oh, and it blows my mind. And even though it's the same every time, because it's not a game, it's just a trip go washes over you. I've done it like 18 right. times. It's so awesome. <laughs> and you don't vomit. <laughs> yeah. That's literally like the, <laughs> and you should check it out. It's called ayahuasca. You yeah. Will make a little, uh, if, mud water. If you got a VR headset, look up saying. ayahuasca. Super fun. Yeah. Don't you shit your pants with ayahuasca too? Yeah, it starts with you sitting down with like real video of a Central American shaman dude and he feeds you the thing and you start to vomit and then a crazy VR trip unfolds. <laughs> That's so cool. That This feels like the actual like version of uh, the video on Infinite Jest, if anybody's read that, like where people the video is so good that people just can't stand up. They just like find you in your chair, like having pissed and shit yourself for like the last two weeks, like not being able to feed yourself because the video is so good. Anyways, that's where we're headed. All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly zeitgeist. Please like, and review the show. If you like the show, uh, means the world to miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.